0: Bus with my Colorado
1: swag. My Colorado Welcome swag. into to the DMVR Buffs podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today uh, is the day we've been waiting for. It's July 31st. That means that the Pac-12 is going to send out an email at some point um, Hopefully during this podcast with some more information about this football season and the truth is we don't really know exactly what we're going to get. Um, I I would expect that it'll be something like uh, we're keeping all of the conference games scheduled for the days that they are currently scheduled Um, this extra conference game. We're going to tack on to the beginning of the season, maybe the end of the season. Uh, You know, I can't remember, who was it? Was it the SEC or the Big 12, maybe, who announced yesterday that they were moving their conference championship back to December 19th, Um, and, uh, you know, that gives them a little more wiggle room at the end of the season. Um, You know, there could be something like that coming, too. Um, I do think that they'll play the conference championship, or at least schedule it, especially this far out when we've seen how they've handled most things so far, kind of keep going like it's all going to work out and then change it as as late as you can. Like you hold on and cling to what you want for as long as you can have it. And then when you have to give it up. You give it up. Then you don't make the decision to not have something like a conference championship until it's the time that you have to similar to the decision to remove non-conference games. They hit the point where they said, this just doesn't make sense for us. And we're going to back out so that everybody else can plan for what we're doing. Um, I think that that's going to be how they keep playing things, Um, but again, we just don't really know, and hopefully, like I said, at some point during the show, I'll get that email and we can talk about that um, when that happens. Uh, There is some other news today, and uh, it's maybe not the most important news. I mean, (laughs) right now, it definitely is not the most important news, Um, but... It's a fun discussion, and one that I have some thoughts on, and I know that uh, you guys have some thoughts on too. So, we'll jump into that after I tell you guys a little bit more about our great friends over at Manscaped. The weekend is here. Uh, Today, uh, assuming all my work gets done at the time, I'd like to have all my work done because the Pac-12 sends out this email early in the day as opposed to late in the day. I'm going to be heading over to um, a... Let's see. Was it uh, like a Wisconsin bar? I guess is what you'd call it, uh, with uh, a bunch of Wisconsin people to watch the Bucks play their first game. The reason I care is that uh, I use the DraftKings sportsbook app Boost to place a $20 bet that pays out 120 on any team, and I chose uh, I chose Milwaukee. Um, the The reason I bring this up, though, is because. That's gonna. That's like an awkward amount of space from my house. Like it's not somewhere that I'm going to drive to. It's not somewhere where I feel like I need to justify an Uber. But I uh, I'm not walking, and so I'm probably just gonna take a scooter on over. And when it's so hot in Denver, like it has been, just consistently in the 90s, especially when you're on like that pavement out there, you get sweaty. Unless you're wearing the Crop Preserver. The Crop Preserver is incredible. It's an incredible product from Manscaped. Um, It it makes you smell nice below the belt, and you don't get all sweaty, which is so nice because from there, I'm heading over to the DNVR bar because the Rockies are playing tonight, and that's just going to be even more time out in the sun. But spending time inside in a place where I don't want to, like, look all ratty and smell bad and like all that kind of stuff. Like I want to be pretty put together and uh crop preserver just makes that so easy because that's what manscapes all about helping men with below the belt grooming in a way that they've never been helped before. Um, if you want to check out some manscaped products, uh, we recommend the perfect package 3.0 that comes with the lawnmower 3.0, the wireless waterproof, uh, trimmer um, helps with all sorts of hair, chest hair, whatever it is that you need to take care of. Um, 7,000 RPM, but nick free, so you don't have to worry about it when you're trimming this more sensitive areas of your body. It's a great product. Um, again, that comes in the perfect package 3.0 with a t shirt and breathable anti chafing uh, boxer briefs and the crop preserver and the crop reviver. And all. there's so many, so many things in that that just make it such a great deal for people who are trying to. Check out Manscaped Products. Uh, If that sounds like you, then you can go to manscaped.com, look through their website, and before you check out, use the code DNVR20. That'll save you 20% off your total order and uh, also get you free shipping. So it's a good deal. Take advantage. Okay, so uh, first thing we got to get to today um, is one that makes a lot of bus fans mad. um, As, I mean... I totally see why. You guys are probably right. Um, at the same time, I trust Rick George, and I feel like I got to play some devil's advocate here. Um, you know, I was talking about this on uh, uh, the draft pod yesterday with Dre, where it's like on the draft pod, I can just like say some crazy things because Dre will just cut me out. Like, like if if I'm saying like what was it yesterday oh, the, the college football players are going to like create their own season, like the FCS guys, if only the Power 5 guys play, because they want to be able to play um, and prove to scouts what they have so that they can get drafted. Um, and there may only be a handful of those guys, but you'll see like more of those camps. Like You see all the quarterback camps right now. I think that those get expanded, and there's like a big business. And so I can throw that out there so that Dre can just say, no, nah, that sounds like a stretch because you have that back and forth here when it's just me, I, uh, I have to like argue with myself, um, which is a weird, (laughs) weird thing. So yeah, I'm about to argue with myself real quick about this tweet that came from Travis L. Brown, who is a reporter for the Eagle, which covers Texas A&M athletics That's his job. Texas A&M was supposed to be on the buff schedule this year. They were supposed to play them in a non-conference game down in College Station. But then next year, Texas A&M is supposed to go up to Colorado to play in Boulder. Except maybe not in Boulder, it turns out. Here's the tweet. Texas A&M Athletic Director Ross Bjork said Colorado has approached Texas A&M about playing next year's game at Empower Field in Denver. And Bjork said A&M would accept that offer. So... Uh, For those of you who don't know, Empower Field, uh, you might not know because the name doesn't make much sense, is the Broncos Stadium, uh, which is a lot bigger. It's where the Rocky Mountain Showdown's been for a long time. That's made a lot of college football fans in Colorado mad, um, both on the CU side and the CSU side, um, because of, well, a lot of different reasons. Let's let's start here with... uh, the very obvious drawbacks of the Buffs trying to move this Texas A&M game to Empower Field. The first one is you lose a lot of the home field advantage. Um, likely. I mean, you don't know for sure. You don't know till you get out there. But it would be a pretty safe bet to say that that would be the case. The reason is Folsom Field holds about 50,000 people and Empower Field holds about 76,000. So... When a team has to go up to Boulder in Boulder at Folsom Field, there are already so many season ticket holders. They have a whole bunch of seats up there. Um, you also have like the ease of for students to get to the games. Um, a lot of Buffs fans live in Boulder, which makes a lot of sense. And it's just much easier on top of already having like whatever it is 25% of the stadium is season ticket holders. You also have uh, that huge local fan base right there that can fill that stadium. I wonder what percentage of the stadium is season ticket holders. I'm actually going to check that real quick. Okay, uh not easy to figure out how many season ticket holders there are, but I'll work on that. Um so, uh the, the point is that is whatever percentage of those bus fans that you're able to pull into those stadiums, that percentage is going to be smaller when you go to a bigger venue. When you add basically 50% more seats, a lot of those seats are going to go to Texas A&M fans, more likely than not. Um, and that's not what you want. You, you, you lose the home field advantage, um, at least some of it. At least some of it. It's just kind of tough for me to predict because the truth is, I haven't been to any like Colorado games at neutral sites outside of the Rocky Mountain Showdown. And I honestly don't know how many there have been. That's another thing they'll probably be looking into here shortly, but it definitely hurts you in that regard. Um, also, people really like Folsom Field, and that's what they associate with Buffs football. Uh, you know, you're taking the Buffs out of their home locker room. You're busing them down to Denver instead of busing them into the place where they spend all their time anyway, and there's that comfortability, and, you know, those are great facilities that they get to use up at Colorado. Um, so th- there are a bunch of problems um, with moving that game. But there are some not problems, which would be, what are those? Just like good things, I guess, uh, that I want to get to, too, and make sure that, you know, if Rick George is saying that this could be the best option for Colorado, I, at this point, kind of trust his judgment. So obviously you sell a lot more tickets if you do it at Empower Field. Um, Then money is good. And I think it can be very good for marketing as well. Marketing, but by that I mostly just mean recruiting. Showing kids, hey look, here's what the Buffs are doing right now. They're playing in an NFL stadium against an SEC opponent. And it's packed. There are seventy six thousand screaming fans at this football game. Like that, that is just such a cool thing. I am not sure if I, I feel like you could get recruiting visits that weekend. You could bring guys down there and show them that environment, and they they'd love it. I don't know what it'd be like. I think I think there there is a very large group of recruits who would be more impressed by that environment than by the Folsom environment. And I think there's also likely even more recruits who would be impressed by the Folsom environment. But I'm honestly just not sure how 18-year-olds think. And I'm trying to like put myself in their shoes. What would be cooler? <sighs> I don't know. I especially I guess you don't. You could bring Ralphie down there, but it depends on what the Ralphie situation is like. I'm not sure. I, I, there's there's just so many pieces. Um, to this whole thing. And especially like getting that exposure in Denver is a good thing. I think that you would see, uh, we we talk a lot about how many more Texas A&M fans would be there um, because it is more accessible for the casual Texas A&M grads who like live around Colorado. They don't have to go all the way up to Boulder. Um, Whatever there, there might be more people who say, Oh, tickets are cheap because they're this many more. I'm not sure if tickets would be cheaper. I I think they'd have to be if you're trying to sell seventy six thousand. Again, I I don't know. I this is one of those times when I really want to hear your guys' thoughts, and uh, hopefully we get some of those in the comment section. You know, the DMVR Lounge has been talking about this. Um, oh yeah, see like them right there. Michael Harrison, our guy, says, and all the revenue that the city of Boulder doesn't get. Either with the Aggies coming in from the DMVR lounge. Let's just read through this whole conversation. These guys will enjoy this. Um, starts with Silverbuff saying, I think I, I speak for all of us when I say don't put the A&M game in Denver. Uh, Michael was such a trash move. Uh, I, uh, I believe it's uh, Peter Martin is the name. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Um, who says, yeah, that would take a lot of home field advantage away. Um, Michael Harrison with the police Have Me on the podcast. This counts. Uh, Peter again, this time saying at least there's less traffic for Boulder residents. Um, then Michael Harrison says, like, if they're so hungry for opposing fans' money, why didn't we play the Fuskers in Denver? Let's take a game against a big-time program that will provide national exposure and put it in the stadium that we don't play in. Silver Buff says it's short-sighted. Yes, you get money, but you would get more money if you win the game. A win only happens in Folsom. Michael Harrison says, man, I'm fired up about this. Silver buff with a, I think it might be an agreement so CU doesn't have to go back to Texas, make the home and home a neutral site. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's another good point. And that's another thing that (sighs) that one tweet doesn't give all the context of the situation, but that definitely could be that they're saying, like, let's not reschedule the Texas game the game they were supposed to play in non-conference schedule this season. And instead let's just play next season game in a neutral site, split the revenue somehow, change the deal, whatever. Um, So yeah, I mean, got to see how everything gets sorted out. Um, A lot of good points. And it gets back to that, yes, playing this big game in Denver brings in a lot of casual college football fans in Denver. Guys who maybe don't, care about CU, have no ties to CU, would be open to supporting CU because they're the local team, but CU hasn't given them all that much reason to since they've been here because, remember, there are a lot of transplants in Colorado Um, and don't have any ties to Texas A&M either. But when you say, hey, an SEC program is playing right up the road, what are you doing on Saturday? Why not go to the game? And I think that you'll see a full stadium at the very least because of that. And if the Buffs can go in there and get a win or at least play exciting football, you might be able to win some of those fans over and it might not be like this one day. Oh, wow. Look, Colorado. I'm in love with this team now, but it's a good first step. It, it, it gets this game into people's minds. It gets this game into all the newspapers in Denver. And I mean, the the Denver post is going to cover it no matter what. And who knows what the, D, the Denver post reach with sports fans even is at this point. Um, You get more of the sports talk radio guys talking about it. Um, And that's all worth something. That's a good start. It doesn't... I mean, if you lose, then all these casual people who have their preconceived ideas of what the Buffs are and what they will be, then they might just say, yep, that's what we thought, and you're blowing it. (laughs) So maybe this wouldn't be the time, especially at a time when I think the Buffs really do still need to win back Boulder. Not that... Boulder isn't supporting them, but I think there's a lot more support there that could be taken advantage of um, if the Buffs found a way to to target those people and turn them into Buffs fans. I think you could make that happen easier than just pulling a bunch of people from Denver in, except that Denver has so many more people and there's all that stuff. Um, the The national exposure at Folsom, yeah. That's nice. That's nice getting that stadium on TV um, because that is one of the things that the Buffs have going for them. And right now, there's kind of this maybe a 50-50 split, things that the Buffs really have going for them and things that the Buffs really don't have going for them. You know, what they don't have going for them is obvious. The The recent success isn't there. Um, the The... I don't want to say like the reason for hope isn't there because there's definitely plenty of reason for hope, but the reason for immediate hope may not be there. You know, an expectation for this team to win in 2020, 2021, you're still, in my opinion, looking at 2022 as the year when you're like, okay, if we don't get to a bowl game, this will be a disappointment that that will be a knock on Carl Durrell's coaching record. If he doesn't get the buffs to a bowl game in 2022, um, and I think that their ceiling is higher than that, and that's not to say that they couldn't do it this year, couldn't do it next year, they definitely could, but with all the weird stuff happening and the way this roster is shaped, if 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 he goes 5-7 and seven in 2021, I'll probably be saying, yeah, that's alright, it's not what we'd hoped for, but you could find enough bright spots to say that the program is moving in the right direction depending on what the season looked like i guess but i do think that that next year is when you really step forward and and those are the things that the buffs don't have going for them though um that they haven't had that success recently so people don't know this program as well as they should but you do have a lot of things going for you and and we've heard the recruits talk about them things like having a locker room that compares favorably to LSU's that's a pretty that's a pretty great compliment and that's something that's going to help this program for years and years and years. Um, Well, I guess at least like five years before somebody else comes out with some crazy way for a locker room to be new and whatever. They'll put like a second TV in every kid's locker. I don't know. But they also have Folsom Field going for them. And you wouldn't be taking advantage of that. That's the truth. You wouldn't be taking advantage of that. Um, You know, I've also seen though... A lot of, you know, Mark Perry in particular posts a lot on his Instagram story of him in Denver, like just kind of like wandering around, looking at murals, going into like sneaker shops, all these kinds of things that kids his age would want to do. And having Denver this close to Boulder is a draw. Like you cannot say that it isn't a draw for student athletes, you know, having the full big city right there, but also not having to live in it, getting all the convenience of living in Boulder, plus everything else that Boulder has to offer, like the conveniences way down that list because there are so many cool things about Boulder. But being able to go down to Denver, do all the fun things that they want to do in Denver, that is that is a a, a great start. And building that relationship with Denver, showing that like look, this is how easy this is. This is right down the road. I, I don't know. I don't know how much of a draw it is. I, I still think you want to pitch Boulder ahead of pitching Denver and uh it's it's always going to be a discussion. It's always going to be a discussion. For me, I fall on the side of this game should be played in Boulder. Um, there are definitely some some advantages you get playing it in Denver, the big one being the money. And, uh, you know, exposing yourself, shouldn't use that phrase uh, to uh, people in Denver is not a bad idea. And and to get to that uh, top level to, to to become a national contender, you need Denver support. Like that is something that is going to have to happen at some point for the Buffs. Um, you you don't have a national title contender. Or it's rare you even have a Pac-12 title contender 40 miles away without getting that kind of support from the I don't even know. That's still local support. I don't even that that doesn't even go to regional support. You need the regional support to to be able to be successful at the very highest levels of college football. And getting Denver on board needs to happen at some point. And I almost think that if Mel Tucker was still the coach, I might be on the other side of this argument. Um, I don't think so. I don't think that this program would be still... Because remember where we thought the program was going. Remember the trajectory we laid out. What am I saying now? 2021? Eh, I don't know. You could give a coach a pass for not having this buffs team ready to compete in a bowl game in 2021. I think that that is very much on the table 2022. I don't think so with Mel Tucker. I don't think I would have said that about 2020. I I think I would say 2020 you go to a bowl game, but because of all the turnover and all the other things that are happening, uh, that's kind of shifted. And I'm not saying that Mel leaving is a bad thing. Um, it definitely hurts your chances of winning this year and probably the year after. But I still think that that it was good for the Buffs. Well, I don't even know if I should say still. I've thought that for a couple months now. Early on, I did not feel that way. But the more you see the full situation and see what he's been replaced with and see the new approach, it's like yeah, I, I kind of I buy into this. Um, I don't know. It's it's tough. It's tough, but if, if Mel had them in a situation where, you know what, they are going to a bowl game in 2020, that means you're coming off of a bowl appearance heading into the 2021 season. People are starting to say, Hey, we're going for a PAC 12 title this year. Well, then maybe you need, I guess for a PAC 12 title, it doesn't matter if you lose a non-conference game, but for national perspective, because you're trying to climb up into that top 25 that year, in, in my opinion, maybe that national exposure does help, but a win definitely helps more. I, Honestly, I guess what I'm saying is that that would be the closer debate. Whereas this with Carl Durrell, I still lean on the side of probably just play it at Boulder. Give yourself the win. Who knows what's going on behind the scenes. Maybe that's a concession that Rick George is giving up and he's he's winning something in the Texas A&M deal because of that. Um, maybe, I don't know. I mean, remember, this is a really tough time for athletics departments. Uh, um, financially and not a time when you really want to be, you know, uh, giving away money when your options are, do we play it here and get more money? Do we play it here and get less money? You, you're not in a, the less money option better have a whole bunch more perks. I don't know. That was me debating with myself for 23 minutes. I want to hear your guys's thoughts Um, this is always a fun conversation as as long as nobody gets too angry, which a lot of people do get really angry. And you know what? You see why they, they really like Folsom field. You only get six games there a year, cutting it down to five sucks and cutting it down to five after we might not get to go to any this year. That's on the table. I'm, I'm not sure, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Share your thoughts. In the comment section, uh, we're actually going to jump into some comments I missed from oh, I don't know, c- quite a while after we talk about Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, Breckenridge Brewery is one of my favorite partners. Like I said, heading over to a Wisconsin bar, I'm going to be drinking some Colorado beer there, representing, then head- heading over to the Rockies game tonight um, at the DMVR bar. That's going to be so much fun. I just love that place. I just love that place. It's so nice, like, going in there, and there's always people who I want to talk to, like um, like De- Devin Wittick. Uh If you guys maybe you know him from Twitter, maybe you know from the DMVR Lounge or whatever, but I have run into him a few times, and he's an ASU fan, and it's just nice having somebody to talk about the Pac-12 with. Um, if, if you guys have people that you want to, or, or if you guys want to talk buffs, Come to – I am almost always at the DMVR bar. If there's, like, Denver Sports on, I think there's been, like, two games so far that I haven't been there for. So just come hang out and, like, half pay attention to the Avs or Nuggets. Start to buy in there if you haven't bought in yet. And talk some buffs because – I want to talk buffs because <laughs> – I, I, this is kind of dark, but who knows how much longer we'll get to talk about having a 2020 season. <sighs> what a what a roller coaster all of this like has been since february but also like there is a daily emotional roller coaster that goes along with being a college football fan a buffs fan a pack 12 fan this time of year um not even this time of year this time of this year but back to the point I'm getting through all of that by drinking a bunch of Breckenridge beers. I think I'll probably rep Colorado at the uh, uh, Wisconsin bar with whatever uh, Breck beer they have on tap. Everywhere has at least one. And uh, then when I get to the DMVR bar, I think I'm headed back to that mountain beach. It's it's a sour, so it's extra... It, it feels extra summery to me. I think that's what it is. And when you're sitting there watching baseball, it's... Uh, it's great. Um, yeah. Also, if if you guys want to try the Breckenridge beers, obviously DMVR bar is a good option. Uh, you could head down to the actual Breckenridge brewery, uh, in Littleton and, uh, you know, go to the farmhouse, which is a, a restaurant where you can obviously try all the beers, but also eat some really, really good food. And I haven't had it for a while, but they do a great job. Um, it's, it's kind of like, I don't even know what to call it, like upper middle scale, maybe. Like it's not like super fancy, like whoa, what is this? But it is nicer than just like your average going out to eat food, or at least it it <laughs> is for me. Um, But I mostly eat it like Wendy's. So the farmhouse is open. It's socially distanced. There's a a beautiful setup for outside dining. It's open from noon to eight. Um, you can also uh, use the curbside pickup or the delivery from noon to eight. And if you do that, you can use DNVR to save $5. That's the code DNVR. Check that out. But also you can try the beer at uh, Davidson's beer, wine spirits. You can go pick some up. You can go to King supers. You can go to Costco. You can go to the Breckenridge beer locator on the uh, Breckenridge website, and it will tell you everywhere. You can try whatever beer it is that you want to try. So do that and support the people who support us. Also, want to uh, give a quick shout-out to MSU Denver Online. MSU Denver Online is one of the very, very best choices for online education, and it's won a bunch of awards for what it's done in the Rocky Mountain region in terms of um, in, in online education. This is kind of the time to be looking into online schools with uh, a lot of campuses closed or you know, the potential for them to be closed even after you get on campus. Um, It's just very uncertain. But what is certain is that MSU Denver Online has been providing an affordable, flexible, but also very just valuable education online for years now. Um, They've gotten to the point where they have over 700 online courses, over 40 online programs that will get you a degree Our very own Harrison Wind and Allie Monroy have both been taking classes at, or I guess not at MSU Denver, but uh, online through MSU Denver Online. And if you have any questions about what MSU Denver Online is like, then you can just reach out to them, and they would uh, love to tell you about it. Uh, for more information, you can go to msudenver.com online, and they'll tell you all about the different courses, all about the different programs, all about the professors, and all sorts of the different things that should factor into your decision when you're deciding uh, where to go to school or where to go back to school or whether it's even worth it to go back to school. Uh, MSU Denver is a great place to start, so check that them out okay uh, figured since it's Friday good time to go back through all the comments and uh, this one is from the uh, time that Chris Miller or the podcast entitled Chris Miller explains his switch to safety um, but that was the podcast where we ran through uh, the uh, rankings from Athlon for the position groups in the pac 12 uh, you'll remember that the buffs were rated uh, I believe 9th Eighth, something like that, much lower than they should have been. You could make the argument that they're top three. I I don't think you can make the argument that they're bottom seven or eight. Um, They couldn't make the argument that they're bottom six, bottom seven, I guess, realistically. Um, But Athlon tried to. They did a terrible job, in my opinion. And here's what Sonny Rain had to say Hey, Henry, it's been a while, but after the running back rankings pod by Athlon, I had to jump in and say this Screw you, Athlon. Your relevance went out the window in the 90s with the advent of the internet. I used to buy your college football publication every once in a while back in the day, and let me tell you this, you're no Street and Smiths. Yeah, I know you have an online presence now. I see your little funky articles here and there, every other blue moon. Saw one where you tried to talk up the 2020 Cornhuskers. You lose any remaining credibility right there. Sorry, Henry. I'm so mad that I'm talking like they're sitting there next to you, listening. LOL. Bunch of haters. Agreed, Sunny Rain. I think that... I don't know. It's, it's nice to have like a a real enemy, you know, with all of the very negative things that are happening in the world. Um, it's nice to be able to say like, screw you Athlon. Like there is just a very easy, very clear target there because they did something dumb and it was kind of dismissive of CU, which is uh, the program that we all really care about. Um, it's hard when like, you could just yell, screw you coronavirus, but it's a coronavirus. You know, this is like actual people who did something. You know, um, moving along. A uh, couple from Silver Buff. After seeing the Nuggets tall lineup, see so you could pull off a similar one. Walton, Batty, Walker, Schwartz, O'Brien. Oh, I would love it. I mean, I. Th- it's just so nice to see the, the Buffs have some options now. Assuming all the young players are who we think they are, they have a lot of guys on this roster who can play. You know, you could go tall. You could also go really small with all these super explosive guards and Evan Batty at at center. You have options. Um, This Walton at the 5, Batty at the 4, Jabari Walker at the 3, Deshaun Schwartz at the 2, and Luke O'Brien at the 1. See, that would work because, I mean, he made the comparison of the Nuggets himself. The key to that is having a good passing big man. Um, You know, the the Nuggets start Jamal Murray at point guard, who is, you know, something between a point guard and a shooting guard, realistically. Um, And maybe even leans closer toward a shooting guard profile. But you get away with that because Jokic is more than making up for the playmaking that you lose by playing somebody who might lean closer to a 2 than a 1. Luke O'Brien fits that mold for me. He's a guy who is... uh, Not a point guard. He, I mean, he's actually more of like a two, true two in my mind, and maybe even more of a three. Probably definitely more of a three. But um, you could run him at the point, assuming he is quick enough to defend point guards on the other end, because you have a guy like Evan Batty who you can play through, and you know Dallas Walton I think can take steps forward now. He he's in more of a rhythm. Um, it's hard to be. I don't want to say like Dallas Walton has a low basketball IQ because that wouldn't be true. The difference is to be a good passing big man, that's kind of like a new trend and you need to be out there like working on it and you need the reps. And once you get out there and you play a lot of basketball and you're on kind of a roll, it makes it a lot easier to do things like know that this is a good pass to make just because you've done it over and over again. You've seen what works. You've seen what doesn't work. You know, we talked a lot about chemistry with Katie Nixon and uh, Brendan Lewis and these quarterbacks. It's the same thing. You need to have that sort of chemistry. And when you're out there on the court, you know, you're still going to be big. You're still going to know, like, the basics of man-to-man defense. You're going to have maybe still a decent feel for blocking shots as, like, the weak side defender, whatever. Um, Your shooting is going to be maybe not just fine, but something that you can probably bring back a lot quicker than having those like basketball senses that you come from being on the court. so I do think that Dallas Walton could take a pretty big step forward this year in terms of what he can do as a passer and as a playmaker um just because he will be likely more comfortable on the court um but also you have loss loss and lovering coming in. And uh, he's somebody who already projects to be in that mold. And so when you do have, you know, Lawson Lovering and Evan Batty, two very real playmaking threats at your four and your five, that's when it really opens up. That's when you aren't worried about. I mean, remember, remember last year when McKinley Wright came off the floor, you just couldn't get good shots. The offense just didn't run effectively. And that's because they didn't have enough playmaking on the court. I don't know what Luke O'Brien, Deshaun Schwartz would be able to do if they were running the two guard spots. Having Evan Batty would help, just like it helped last year, but having just a little bit more than that, having that loss and lovering, another option for a guy who can not only pass the ball and get the ball into the hands of whoever is most dangerous. You know, all the stuff that you try to do when the ball's in your hands. He also stretches the defense as a shooter, and, and that really helps when you might still be lacking just a little bit of playmaking. So yeah, the buffs are going to have a bunch of different things that they can do this year, um, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, one of those things is play a second point guard, whether whether you want to hear that as having two point guards on the floor or having a point guard who can play when uh, McKinley Wright needs a rest. Like That is the biggest change, is that you have that depth there, but you also have more depth in the front court as well um, as the back court and... It means that you can experiment with these lineups, and I'm excited to see Tad Boyle do exactly that. Um, One more comment to get to. And, uh, oh, that's Silver Buff saying congrats on a year done. Thank you. It's been a fun year. Uh, Okay, we're going to come back and hit the DraftKings pick. Actually, no. There is one more note that I wanted to add before we jump into that. And that is that... Uh, The Buffs uh, have gotten another commitment. We aren't going to dig all that deep into the commitment um, just because I haven't had a chance to dig that deep into it myself. Uh, But three-star athlete Kalen Moore uh, picked Colorado. He had three other Pac-12 offers, um, and I believe he is the 11th player committed to the Buffs in 2021 there aren't that many spots left in this class. Um, you could probably bring in seven guys, maybe eight guys. But if they only like get six more commitments between now and February, not, not a uh, huge surprise in my opinion. Um, they just don't have that many open scholarships. And they had such a big class last year. This is supposed to be a smaller class. People were wondering how they were going to get it filled out about a month ago. What they've signed like four guys since then, maybe five guys since then. And you know what? This is another three star. This is a guy who isn't seen as one of the elite at his position. But I think that maybe here, here's what I think I think that this buff's coaching staff has a lot of really good uh, talent evaluators. They know what good football players look like because this is an experienced coaching staff. This NFL experience and has college experience, has played in the league themselves. So many so many reasons to think that they would be able to find the diamonds in the rough that when they go after three stars, I am totally happy with it, especially if they aren't like the borderline three-star, four-star types. I... Uh, I'm not concerned about the lack of stars. I I also think that part of the concern about the lack of stars would kind of stem from the fact that Mel Tucker, in a lot of ways, was a star chaser. He was um, going after guys who had the national hype so that he could get that national attention for Colorado, you know, then that kind of like goes through the Grapevine, and you sign a Brendan Rice, and that makes it easier for an Ashad Clayton to sign, and that makes it easier for a Jason Harris to sign, and you need those guys. You do need guys who are just very big, very good athletes, like guys you look at and just say, wow, let's have him come off the bus first because he's intimidating. You know, you need some of those types, and you need that really, like... I don't know. You get the stars for having the elite traits, especially, you know, if we're talking receivers, for example, there aren't a lot of really great route runners in high school football. That's just the way it works. What you look for is guys who have things like size and speed and hands and like work ethic. And you think, huh, I can probably teach him to run routes because you don't expect him to be able to just learn how to do that himself, which is what a lot of high school football players would have to do. And so you bring them into the program, you try to teach them those other things. And so those stars are really based on the, the traits, the, the, does he have the size and the speed profile and the production? And then if he has the other stuff too, that's how you get into the super elite um, range. I'm all right with the guys or with the buffs going with guys where they say, hey, we can turn this guy into a football player. Because when you look at football players, they aren't all just the Brendan Rice's of the world, for example, you know, 6'2, six, 6'3, six, whatever. I think 6'2, two, 200 and whatever pounds, um, just all muscle and super fast and strong. Like, it's easy to get excited about the pro- a prospect like that. And we should be excited about a prospect like Brand- Brendan Rice. But. A lot of playing receiver comes down to, hey, is he going to catch the ball in situations where it's hard to catch the ball? Is he going to be able to get away from defenders? You know, getting away from defenders is half of the game of receiver. You have to find yourself space, and then you have to catch the ball, and if you can do something with the ball after that, that's great. Brendan Rice projects as a guy who should be able to get away from defenders because he is so fast. That gives you an advantage. They have to respect you going deep, which means that route running doesn't have to be as perfect underneath for you to get open because you already have just a little bit of extra separation. But if Carl Durrell says, hey, this is a guy who already has good tools as a route runner, we're able to turn him into an even better route runner. We trust his hands. We think that he has the work ethic. Like, I trust Carl Durrell's evaluation and saying this guy might be missing the things that would make him a four-star recruit, but he has a lot of the things that we think will just turn him into a good football player in the long run, even if it might be a little bit tougher path than one of these four stars because the four stars come in with these physical traits. What it comes down to is, can you get separation? This guy we think can do it. Um, Maybe that wasn't explained as well as I'd like it to be, but I do think it's important, especially right now to see what's going on at the end of the day. If you are going up against a Clemson or or Alabama or the teams that every college football team wants to be going up against late in the season in the college football playoff, you're going to need the biggest, fastest guys, but the Buffs aren't there yet. The Buffs are in a situation where they need to be winning football games before they can get to that level, and that means this year winning. F- I mean, I don't. We're gonna have to convert these wins at some point. Just come up with like a way to say this. I still like look at this team as like a four to five win team, even though they aren't playing enough games for that to be the case. But I'm just gonna call them a four to five win team because. uh that's what they would be compared to like the last three decades of college football and figuring out what they are in 2020 when it's a shortened season and it's all conference. I don't know. It just leads to problems. So I'm going to keep it in terms that make sense and we can use across different football (laughs) seasons. So yeah, right now this is a four to five win football team next year. You want to be a five to six win football team. The year after that you get into a bowl game the year after that you get into a good bowl game the year after that, maybe you're competing for a college football playoff appearance. That's the trajectory of a program in Colorado's situation. That's where you want to go. And that means that I don't even, I push that college football playoff appearance back one more year. Let's say compete for a conference championship the year before that, compete for a college football playoff appearance the year after that, and then be in the college football playoff the year after that. Like that is the real build. You're looking at like six years out um, to get to the college football playoff. And that means that, in two years, three years, you need to be landing more four stars. You need to be landing a five star at some point in that, like two, three year window. Um, because you do need to have those types of athletes to compete. Um, you can't just have all the guys who are good football players and can go win you games against the rest of the PAC 12. Um, for right now though, this is a very good start. Um, and again, I trust that these guys know football talent. Um, if things don't go well, then a few years from now we might have to change that opinion and all have to come out and say, nope, I was wrong. Go after the stars. But right now, you're looking for good football players. And I think that they can find them. Uh, so there's a bunch of thoughts on all that. Um, yeah, let's jump into the DraftKings Pick of the Week. But first, actually, we're going to talk about uh, WGT. World Golf Tour is the most popular golf game in the world uh with over 20 million users worldwide 20 million um it's so much fun you can play with real equipment from Titleist or callaway or all sorts of other like major golf companies you can also play the biggest golf courses in the world the most popular golf courses in the world the ones that you'd want to play you know uh Bethpage Black, Pebble Beach, uh, Bandon Dunes, St. Andrews. There are so many of those. Uh, we also have a third DNVR clubhouse now. So join the DNVR 3 clubhouse by going to dnvrgolf.com. I'll give you the link to download the game. Um, and then when you join that clubhouse, we'll get to play uh, all the tournaments together. Um, every week, every weekend, I guess, uh, there is a new DNVR tournament just for DNVR um People, not I was gonna, they aren't like just for members, like anybody can download this app and come play with us. Um, but it's just for like our community that we've built. And like I said, there's now a DMVR 3 clubhouse because we filled up the first two. Those clubhouses hold 250 people, so now we're up over 500 people who are playing this game with us. Join us, I swear. it's, It's so much fun, especially if you're playing well in one of these tournaments and you're like, oh wow, I actually have a shot to win out of these 500 plus people. It's a good feeling. There's other stuff like you can play on your own. You can play like online, the head to head. There are other tournaments that aren't DNVR related that you can play in. Um, It is a lot of fun. It's just such an immersive experience for an iPhone game. And I've really enjoyed just having a game on my phone that I can play when I have free time. Like that's not a thing I've had for years. I feel like there's like that. Oh, wow. uh, Like 2048. 2048. Is that what it was? Like, you, like, swipe the tiles and you have to, like, match the ones that have the same number or something. And then all of a sudden, like, you match the two of them and so it gets to a bigger one. Like, that's the last game that I've played on my phone, like, regularly before WGT. um, And that was, like, three, four years ago. I just wasn't a game on my phone guy because... You know, I spend so much time on Twitter and other social media like following along, um, jumping on Reddit to see what's going on with sports, reading all about the other sports on the Internet. You know, there's so many things I do, but there has been this hole. And part of that hole is because I just never had a game that I enjoyed, like a game that I wanted to play. Um, there just wasn't anything that seemed like it was worth the time. Um, but this one actually is. And it's been so nice just to have that option on my phone. Like, let's just go play play some golf right now when I have 15 minutes free because somebody is late for whatever meeting or whatever is going on. Um, so hopefully you guys download it too. Like I said, go to dmvrgolf.com to download it. Join that DMVR three clubhouse so that you can play with us. Uh, it's so much fun. Um, so much fun. Okay. The Draft Kings pick of the week. Um, it's been a wild betting week for me. Um, as I've said on this podcast before, I'm not like a bet with my head type. I'm more of like a bet with my heart type, which means I'm kind of a bad better. Luckily, betting with my heart has led me to be betting on the Colorado Rockies, a whole bunch, and they are one of two teams in all of MLB to be 800 or better right now, four and one or better. Uh, the other team being the New York Yankees. This Rockies team is so much fun, Um, so much fun, and it's even more fun when they're winning me money, and I think I've said this before, but I threw like 20, 30 bucks on them to make the playoffs back before they expanded the playoffs, and so I got plus 800 odds. I think it was something like a $30 bet to win 270, Um, and at the time, there were only supposed to be 10 teams making the playoffs. Two days later, MLB expanded the playoffs to 16 teams. Which all of a sudden, like, boost their odds significantly because that means you have to finish top two in the NL West. And if you don't, that's 50 50. You'll get in anyway if you're the number three. Like, half of the third best teams out of the five are going to make it. It's just such great timing for me. And I'm going to make some cash because of it, especially because the Rockies are actually good now. Uh, I don't know. It's one week. Knock on wood. I just, I, there are moments still where I think, like, Let's not commit to the Rockies just yet. The point is, um, it's been so much fun uh, doing all of this. And uh, also, like yesterday with the NBA coming back, I wound up up 18 cents, I believe, after a whole bunch of betting. Up 18 cents. Kind of crawled myself out of a hole, to be honest. But tonight, like I said, uh, there is a great uh, special on DraftKings and what I love most about DraftKings Sportsbook is that all of their odds boosts they're they're not just for new users like even people who are on there consistently or maybe even not consistently like it's not like you have to earn the right it's just everybody who has the app can take advantage of things like this $20 to win $100 bet that they're offering for the first three days of the NBA season so you pick any game Um Not against the spread or anything either. Like you just pick the winner of any of these NBA games in the first three days. Um, I picked the Bucks who are like a minus 195 favorite over the Celtics today. And you throw down 20 bucks. And if you win, you get paid out your original 20 plus your uh, $100 in winnings. That's just free money. And I can just go cash that out immediately if I want to. Um, Or there are plenty of other bets. You know, there's like a 30% boost. If you bet on this golf tournament this weekend, um, just again, the odds are just boosted by 30%. There's so many of those things, uh, that make even kind of bad betters like me who mostly just want to like be homers (laughs) good betters because we can just know to take advantage of the opportunities they give us. Um, there's, Oh, wow. Okay. See like this one, I just opened the app Jokic scoring special so the Nuggets play their first game at 11 a.m. tomorrow um, Nikola Jokic the center there's a special on here it says bet $25 plus on Nikola Jokic to score the first field goal and get $1 for every point rebound and assist he scores in that game so for a guy who you know I mean, he doesn't average a triple-double, but you could see him putting together a triple-double. That means at least 10-10-10. That's $30 bucks right there. You're getting your $25 back. Plus, if he scores the first field goal, um, I'm logging in to see what the odds are on that right now. Player score first field goal, that's plus 500 So if he actually does score the first field goal, then your $25 bet will pay out $150. Plus, you get... A dollar for every point rebound assist. So, that's where my money will be going. Uh, For the pick of the week, though, I'm actually going to use a different uh, option. So, there's the 110-point bet insurance, which I believe can be added to... um, this this other special that is the $20 to win uh, 120. So my pick of the week is combining those two things. So the way the 110 point bet insurance works is you put uh as much money as you want on whatever team in whatever game and if your team loses but they still scored 110 points, then you just get your bet back up to 25 bucks. This $20 to win $100 thing Obviously, that's less than $25 bet. And so by combining those two things, you're adding insurance to the uh, bet, uh, obviously. Um, and so the thought here is that I am going to go with a team that I think is going to score a lot of points, uh, a high-scoring game. Um, and I'm looking at that Rockets-Mavericks game. This is kind of a tougher one to pick, and so it does scare me a little bit um but even that Celtics Bucks game tonight I think that that might be my pairing um the the reason I would change it is because uh this bet insurance I did not see when I made my bet um you know what I'm going to hold on to the Bucks I'm going to hold on to the Bucks um they're pretty big favorites over the Celtics I think they're going to score a lot of points regardless I don't think that this is going to be a uh a, a defensive battle. It just doesn't make sense with these two teams. So yeah, we're going to stick with the bucks. So hopefully you listen to this before tonight. Um, and we're going to take them to win. You take that money line with the bet insurance. That is, that is your best option. Just take advantage of the free money. That's my best advice. Because again, I mostly bet with my heart on other stuff. And so my advice sometimes is a little bit off. Um, Yeah this is a good bet. Um, and I'll be talking to you guys again next time with an extra hundred bucks in my pocket after the uh, bucks win tonight, (laughs) bucks, double, uh, double meaning there. Pretty cool. Um, double entendre usually means something sexual when people say it. And so that's why I shied away from Using it there. This is me filling time so I can pull up the... uh, There it is. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DNVR when you sign up because for a limited time, all users can get a special odds boost to bet $20 to win $100 on a team of your choosing. That's code DNVR and boost your odds to bet to $20 to win $100. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522 4700 All right. If you guys have any thoughts about today, um, whether it's about the uh, potential for the game to be played in neutral site and you want to like jump in there and be upset, I think it's a great place to vent and I will read all of your venting. I will read all of your questions and answer them or just whatever thoughts you have. Um, If you have like, if you're sitting there thinking, wow, Terrence Lang is going to go off this year. Somebody needs to be putting this out there. Then you say that. And and we'll talk about on the podcast. Uh thanks as always for listening. Um I'll be back early next week with another DMBR buffs podcast for you guys. Uh, appreciate you all for listening. We'll see you then.
0: I think I like my say what Eating past competition, see you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army, yeah. with soldiers like the Navy yeah. and boaters where we station, patiently awaiting. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging at the crowd do the wave. Look into my eyes. I can tell that you afraid. Uh-huh. Cause you know we finna hitcha. And hit hey. hey. you on your own now. Why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. And we play. With you, you can get it anytime. Yeah. It started at the scrimmage, we gon' win it at the last. Yeah. My Colorado swag in the middle of the ring. ring. Throwing blows, knocking down team after the team. they like my Colorado swag, cause when I'm in that play. I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in that go. You know I'm acting bad. And get a buzz with my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag. Might not swear, I think they like my Colorado swag.